All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone, depending on where you're from. And good afternoon, Christina. How have you been? I'm good. Uh, I actually am recovering from a potential flu illness. So if I sound a little nasally, y'all forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it a little bit, but you look good and look like you're doing well. So thank you. Um, I'm happy you're here to join me and welcome everybody back to the Holistic Truth Podcast who may be in for a name change pretty soon. We will see and we will definitely keep you informed on social media and make sure that you all can still find us pretty easy when we uh, agree to that name. Well, and really fun about uh, what's really awesome actually about Instagram is you can change your at handle and still maintain your account. You just change the handle. So we should uh, hopefully still be able to have our uh, Instagram account just with a new name and then just keep an eye on us because we will be starting a Facebook page and also a website eventually. Small yeah. baby steps. Yeah. I can do that with TikTok as well. So okay. everybody wondering, I do have a TikTok, which will basically is going, going to turn into our TikTok because we really like to do this podcast. And I would just like to let everybody know that we have um, listener support turned on so you can help support us and that'll help bring better quality episodes to you and help us provide a little bit more time uh, working on them because right now we're virtually not getting you know any money or anything like that from doing this we're just doing it because we enjoy doing it and try to put the word out there and we've been able to learn enough about this to make both of our lives so much better so we want the same opportunity for everybody else yeah this is definitely a passion project and any support would be really appreciated so thank you in advance yeah, it starts as low as like 99 cents a month. And believe me, anything will help at this point. So we do appreciate that. And for those of you who want to do that, and maybe once we offer like like uh, subscriptions to, there may be some perks added on to that. So I don't know where we're going to go with that in the future, but there will always be free content for everybody. So right. I don't want to thank any body's gonna be worried about having to pay to to learn because that's not what we're about that's right but all right to get into today's episode we're really going to talk about setting a routine and something that christina and i both struggle with we'd probably argue who's worse about it <laughs> <laughs> and so we we thought it would be appropriate to to do a, a quick podcast on it today and it's, it's something that it seems to be a lot easier to form bad routines than it is to form good ones christina do you have any thoughts on that yeah i was actually just thinking about i remember you know once i hit it i'm 37 now but about in my 30s after i had both of my kids i wanted to start taking supplements and something that i noticed myself doing and still struggle with years later is just taking some vitamins i struggle with that and it's so fascinating because 
I'm at the age of maturity now where this, you know, my higher self or maybe my future grandmother part of my psyche is like, why aren't you taking care of yourself? It's fascinating. It's just fascinating to me that I know what I need to do, yet I struggle making that a part of my daily routine because even though I want it, it's not a habit. And so I still struggle with it. Still, I've gotten better. If I place them next to where I get water and I see them, now we're making some movement. What about you? Yeah, I like that. We're all, or at least we've all allowed ourselves to be wired to run kind of on an autopilot. Mm -hmm. So meaning that we're going to gravitate to what's easier. And usually bad habits are easier to form. And it's usually in stuff that's not good for you. Like, for whatever reason, we have to really try hard to do the things that are best for us, rather it be, you know, for our bodies, you know, physically or mentally or even uh, financial choices. Like, we want the easy solution. We want stuff done for us. We are willing to spend money out of convenience, but we're less willing to put in the time and effort to make something that's good for us routine. And so we just, we latch on to these other habits. And I would say a lot of times we don't even pay attention to the habits that we're forming and then they're set you know, in stone a lot of times before we even realize like, oh, wow, I have, have a, a bad habit here. And yes. so it makes it really hard to move from that area into something that's good. Yeah, it's like, like unconscious habits. I'm, I'm watching my children grow up. I see so many habits that they don't know that they do, that they don't know that could potentially change. And one of the things that my watching my 12 year old say things like, I don't know how to change has been really eye opening because he doesn't know that there's this world that exists within him that can do anything that he puts his mind to. But the first step towards the change that he desires requires effort, but that requires work. And to, to like a 12 year old, to tell a 12 year old, you got to work, he's like, huh? No, thanks. <laughs> I think he's got the first step already, though. To me, that would be mindfulness. Yeah. Well, he's aware. So he, right. he's aware of it, but he doesn't know what to do about what it. steps, yeah. So that, that's better than a lot of adults, sadly to say. But Yeah, well, and we, we talk a lot. Of, we, we have a lot of, I, I say that the type of parenting that I do is a little bit like um, a mental health counselor. We talk a lot about stuff. Tell me what you see and tell me how you want it to change. And let's talk about the steps toward change. And we have a lot of those conversations, but for some reason, 12 year olds, I don't know. He just, he sees the steps towards change as challenge opposed to um, maybe something more beneficial, right? It seems too challenging. Like the steps seem un, like too big to where he couldn't even take it his foot up to it it's it's really interesting to see like the mind of a child even though he has coaches you know his mom and his dad in the corner being like you can do it 
the step is like an inch, but to him, it looks like three feet, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is really telling sometimes of, you know, myself or, you know, other people when we need to make these changes, even though it's only an inch of a change, it seems so much bigger. Yeah. No, just reminding me, he's already taken the first step. It's time to take the other one. And that goes for everybody that's listening to the podcast right now, too. It's got to be on your mind now. We're talking about it. You're thinking about it. So you've already stepped in. You might as well continue to go. Right, right. And if you're the parent, I mean, if it was my kid, I give myself permission to sometimes push them in the water a little bit. (laughs) Well, and here's the thing, too. I've been doing a lot of inner child work this week on my in my psyche and healing my past. And this is also really good to remember for us, because if you think about it, a lot of us who've had trauma or some sort of stunting in our psyche, we're kind of stuck between like the ages of like, you know, maybe six and 12. And so to be really gentle with ourselves in a process that requires change, because even though the adult part of your psyche is like, yo, it's not a big deal, but the child part of your psyche might need a hand to be held and and not know how to ask for help and to know like when we need to make changes or routines that are creating more balance and could create health it's not going to be easy in the beginning yeah and it's important to know what you're doing if it's wrong or you know what you're going to do to change that and that's all you really need to know to start. But it, it's just as important down the road to understand why you're doing that thing. Yeah. Get into the psychology a little bit. Because I think, you know, you want to make new habits stick. And in order to do that, I think that that's one of the first steps to keeping the habit going is, is to know why you were you were doing the bad habit in the first place. And um what the how the good habits going to to benefit you and that'll help you to stick to new habits do you have any tricks or tips when it comes to forming habits how to make them stick something that comes to mind that i've been working with recently is and i actually have started um suggesting this to my clients has been to work with i deserve statements And this is really great because what we say and what we think our body responds to. And so for me, the first thing that comes up is I deserve. And so for me right now, I'm working with, I deserve to be healthy. I deserve to have a long, healthy life. Because if I'm making habits that are not helping me towards a long, healthy life, um, that's not affirming my goal or my dream to be healthy. I would like to be a grandmother who can run. I want to run with my grandkids, you know, so the habits that I'm making now are setting me up for, you know, success in a way. So I, for me, I deserve statements are really helpful because I work a lot with people in their mind and I really, I could be wrong. Anything I say can be hogwash, but at least right now, I really think if you're going to make any changes, it's going to boil down to your mindset. 
And if you don't think you can do it, or you don't want to do it, or blah, 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 it all starts in the mind. So kind of tricking the mind and setting yourself up and having that dream or goal. My goal is to run with my grandkids. So I deserve to be healthy. So every single choice that I make, I have to ask myself, is this affirming my goal or is this holding me back? Yeah, kind of fake it till you make it, but yeah. with your mind. Because ultimately what you want to see is the results from that habit. And sometimes they can take a while. And so it is a mindset that it begins with. I totally agree. And it also ends there. So, you know, you have to be strong-willed and realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is a benefit and it may take a while to see that benefit. So definitely give it some time. And you mentioned something earlier about putting your vitamins beside your water so that you took them. And so that's like attaching a new habit to something else that you do consistently. So, and I, I think there's a name for that. I can't recall it right now, but for the purpose of this episode, we'll just say, you know, habit attaching. So, well, I think when we recorded our podcast on addiction with our guest, uh, Sarah, she had called it habit stacking, which I loved. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds better. And that's where I was pulling it from too. I remember her talking about that in the episode. So yeah, habit stacking. So definitely do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, like if you don't want to have your phone next to your bed, then stack water and books. So you don't have anywhere to put your phone. Like, you know, yeah. just kind of setting yourself. I have a ton of books by my bed. So like, I can put my phone in front of my face or I'm faced with all these books that I said I was going to read. And so it's like reminding my, I'm setting myself up, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like brushing your teeth, you know, well, you could use the water there too. So if you're not drinking enough water, you know, remind yourself when you brush your teeth, which you should be doing, you know, at least in the morning and in the evening, that you have that glass of water, especially with the morning one. I'm not going to tell somebody to chug a whole glass of water right before they lay down. That may not end very well as far as your sleep is concerned. But uh, for the morning, I think it'd be a great habit because you're going to wake up a little dehydrated anyway. So get get your first glass of water in with brushing your teeth. Yeah, that's I, uh, I have a glass of water by my bed. And when I wake up in the morning, I chug it. First, first thing I do just setting myself up with every little thing I do with intention. I think this is basically like could be a really good foundation to start any habits or routine shifts is setting the intention. Why are we doing this? What is the purpose? What is the goal? And how can I do it? What is reasonable? What do I have time for, right? Because I can have this goal to do this huge thing. Do I have time to do that? So setting yourself up realistically also. Yeah, just, you know, we talk about one step at a time a lot. You know, I, I love the one day at a time mentality. It definitely helped me kick the habit of drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes too. And sometimes it's even one moment at a time. You get through right. that moment and call it a victory and 
let's move on, you know, until yeah. again next time and, and face it and fight it. And I think uh, when I stopped smoking cigarettes, um, I tried many different, many different attempts, but one attempt that worked really well for me before I quit altogether was like, can I go an hour? Can I just go an hour? Can I go two hours? And just really like stop being so hard on myself because I realized that I'm the type of person that I go big or I go home. And if I don't make it, then I beat myself up. You know, I feel pretty crappy about myself. So learning to have these smaller increments was really helpful. My husband actually has a technique because he was a smoker too. And he would say, you get a pack and every day you get one less until you get down to one and then it's none. So he had his own little style, of, but it was increments. We're not tossing the pack out the window and saying, all done. That's not good for an addict, yeah. but to have it to where here's my end goal and here's how we're going to get there and to call in my support team. And this could be to make a habit or to break a habit, having that support team, even, you know, it's crucial. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, have a, have a plan. And it's going to look a little bit different for everybody, but I highly recommend that you don't keep on saying I'm going to do it tomorrow. Right. Because tomorrow will turn into next year, you know, in the blink of an eye. And then you're you're still saying that I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow may not ever come. What is the, uh, uh, I think my husband says, procrastinators unite yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that goes into, you know, keeping old habits, old habits. So keeping them kicked. And I think it's really good that for you know something that's a very like an addictive habit like uh alcoholism or drug abuse or you know smoking cigarettes or even food any, anything like that so what has helped me was setting goals that i could not achieve if i went back to that old habit you know like how i work out and progress in the gym and everything like that is physically impossible if I was to drink alcohol, I would say even once a week, um, as opposed to every night, how I used to. So, you know, once I started forming my habit in the gym, I started seeing results from it. I'd remind myself of that, like, oh, you can't have both. What's it going to be? Mm. And, you know, remind, I could remind myself that about everything because for me, it was alcohol or everything else. So Basically, if I was choosing alcohol, I'd remind myself that I'm choosing it over everybody that I love and everything else that I love. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth that? Hell no, it's not worth that. Right. Well, and here's what's really interesting, too, when it comes to habits and routine, because we always have two sides to each coin. So one of the things that I became really aware of about a year ago was statements that I would make that sounded something like this i have to i have to so i would say stuff like well i have to have a cup of coffee to wake up in the morning or i have to have a glass of red wine to go to sleep and so tracking my have to's was a really interesting exploration for myself to get to know myself because it was when I recognized that I had habits that could change and that I 
I had the power within to change that, you know, they say you can put yourself in uncomfortable positions so the universe doesn't have you have to do it for you. So I intentionally remove and add things into my experience to create discomfort and unfamiliarity so that I'm not surprised by the cosmic, you know, slap of some sort of like, you know, happening, happening. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, so I mean, it's simple. Right. So like for me, for me getting rid of coffee for a while was really interesting because it switched my habit from being starting my day dehydrating, right? Coffee is not hydrating. We need natural cortisol from the sun. When you're drinking coffee, it's like a fake cortisol boost and it doesn't last. So you have the crash. And so it was a really nice exploration of like, okay, I feel like crap at like 12 o'clock. Can I stop coffee altogether in the morning? Can I start a new habit to try to make myself feel really good? What does that look like? And then to give myself 30 or 40 days to do that and to see the differences. Complete shift. I don't drink coffee anymore because I don't. I had enough time off to realize it didn't, it doesn't feel good to me at all. It doesn't feel good at all. But if I didn't explore a healthier habit, I wouldn't know. And there's nothing wrong with coffee. Okay. If you like coffee, awesome. Don't come after me. <laughs> well, what if you add water to it? <laughs> well, you said it's dehydrating. If we add water to it, what well, does that make it hydrating? Well, coffee's a diuretic. <laughs> And so it's just stripping and I already pulled out with it too. Yeah. I just, I struggle already with mineral deficiency. So having that kind of a habit wasn't healthy for me, but waking up and going outside and getting in the sun and hydrating with lemon water and drinking cacao, just like now I get delicious chocolate every morning. It's wonderful. Have you ever done that? Uh, client? consult that's what made me think of that where you spend like 29 of the 30 minutes answering what if questions like well what if you know no you i don't know what that is so you give them something healthy to do and then or you're telling them that something they're doing is unhealthy and they say well what if i do it this way or what if we do it that way because you know somebody's not wanting to quit doing something so they're trying to find out a way that they can do it more healthily see yeah mm. never had that no that's interesting yeah so that and i think i remember that because that's what i used to do too like what if you know i got a little more sleep or what if you know oh, to on the weekend yeah are you saying to perpetuate your addiction you would come up with what if statements to kind of yeah. like balance it yeah like you wow. know what if i have and see uh, that's the thing to start tracking the language that you have around your habits are your is your language and your behavior affirming towards your goal or your your health because this is a health podcast okay so are you affirming it or are you just trying to make it fit into a box that's actually not a box you know 
That's really not, that's why I say I was tracking my I have to have statements. I need, I have to have, and switching things to I deserve. I deserve to wake up in the morning and not feel so groggy. I deserve to wake up in the morning and have mental clarity. I deserve to go to sleep and not be restless because I'm over caffeinated. You know what I'm saying? So like really yeah. tracking who are you? How are you showing up? Are you at your best? You know? Yeah. And start your, you know, start every day by being thankful for waking up because that's one of the biggest blessings that we have is just the the ability to exist and be here and make these decisions. So I'll always remember that because we all go through tough and, and stressful times and we want, you know, people call it advice or whatever to hold on to. But think about, you know, just being here is your advice. And you might look at things a little bit differently. I bet if I told you, you know, I would give you $50 million, but you can't wake up tomorrow. Would you take that, Christina? No. So then you're saying waking up tomorrow is worth more than $50 million. Yes. Wow. What a blessing. Right. I went to, uh, I went, I live in Florida right by the uh, Gulf of Mexico. So there's kind of like a bay side, then you have the ocean side. But I went to the bay side yesterday and just stared out at the water and was thinking to myself, how lucky am I to be here in this lifetime, standing in the sun on a beach? on a Tuesday morning. I am alive. And to really, and I think that that really was the piece I wanted to bring in was, it's okay to be present with yourself right now in this moment. And if it if it's not okay for you, that's also okay. But we make changes and we make routines and we make habits for ourselves when we want to be in a place where we can be present with whatever's coming up. Because what comes up when we make changes sometimes is unpleasant and sometimes is uncomfortable. And the reason sometimes we don't make those changes is I think because we know that, right? When I took coffee away, I knew it was gonna be really uncomfortable because coffee for me was really addictive and oh, so good. Oh my God, I love coffee. Um, not having that would bring me discomfort and I didn't want to be present with myself in that discomfort until I was ready. So being patient with yourself through the process, knowing that this is a part of it and just kind of preparing my family like, oh, I'm getting off coffee. If I'm grumpy for the next three days, it, it, I have a three-day turnaround. It takes me three days. I'm a little grumpy town and people know to back off a little bit. They're like, uh, I'm going to go to dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, having that language and then knowing yourself, knowing yourself is key and being present. It's key. Yeah, for sure. And you were talking about, you know, standing there on the beach, like it was like you were in a moment of serenity. And I feel like how we get to those moments it can be how we form our habits. So, you know, habits that you can be proud of. And that allows you the ability to kick back and be like, wow, like I did it, even though it's something small and continue to do that. And I, I love 
what you brought up and what you said. Yeah, and I think the last thing that I want to say on that is that, you know, there was a part, there's a long time when I didn't think that I deserve to be healthier. I didn't deserve, you know, we can get real dark here for a second. There's many times that I've had that I didn't feel like I deserve to be here. And I think some of us who struggle with addiction and other things understand that feeling. And I would just like to bring in that at the end of the day, we all deserve to have love and that's going to come from within. And so if we just have to start working on a practice where we love ourselves first, then we can get to know ourselves and that love will show you where to go next as far as habits and routines and all that. Because if we don't have that piece woven in, it's kind of like, you know, driving a Viking ship without some sort of compass or constellation to know where to go next. And so this could be like your inner compass is just learning how to listen to you because the little voice inside always knows what's best. I like to do practices where I open up my vitamin cabinet and I'm just like, all right, me, what do we need today? And just letting my intuition be my compass and okay, what do we want at the grocery store this week? And just making these habits based off of where am I being pulled and kind of getting it out of the head sometimes can be really refreshing. I have a lot of clients who say, all this stuff is so overwhelming. And so if we can just like remember to kind of come back into the heart space and just know that we have this innate wisdom of what we need inside, we just have to have moments of stillness to listen. That's why I go to the beach or I go to the walk for a walk. Look, I was at the beach for like 12 minutes. I wasn't there, you know, I got stuff to do. But just giving myself, even if it's 12 minutes to lay on the couch and close my eyes, just for a moment, pause, check in, and then let's keep moving. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, a, a good mindset. And I wanted to throw in a little bonus here for people that are like me and still drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's not, there's some good things about it too, but one thing that is definitely bad about coffee is if you constantly have it, you're going to start to burn out your adrenals. So it's going like anything else that you have, you're going to build up a tolerance and it's going to feel like it's not working. So the best thing that I've found as far as coffee goes and everybody's going to be like, oh, no way, but it does work. So three weeks on one week off it mm. does really well because that week off you're resetting your adrenals and man it is it, that first cup of coffee after a week without any oh yeah, yeah. It, you're gonna have a good day <laughs> that sounds, i like that i like that yeah. because you're 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 not you're not living your life on autopilot like we're talking about we're talking about and look that week off is uncomfortable isn't it it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, after a couple of days, it's not. It's yeah. not really bad. But when you learn to expect it and it becomes a normal thing, it, it's not so bad. But you can also use decaf. You know, my dad recently quit drinking coffee because he felt like 
he needed it so much and he hated that feeling. So yeah. he quit, but he said, you know, one of the things I really loved about coffee was the taste. So I got decaf. So, you know, and, and that the caffeine is what's going to burn out your adrenals and the caffeine is what we're going after, you know, but you acquire that taste too, or you may just love it to begin with. So there is a way around that, you know, you can get the decaf and still enjoy that flavor that you want. Yeah. So that's another thing. And I would like to wrap it up, but one quick question for you. So what is the thing you know you need to do the most, but you keep pushing it off? What would that be for you? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a hot seat question. No. Let's see. <laughs> I should well, say rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually say um, being physically active with my body is probably, we've talked about this before, if any of you have heard my story or my ramblings. It is something that I have struggled with, but I went for a walk today for an hour. And so I'm really trying to redirect that dialogue because like I said, I'm creating more, I've been living my life in my head, I think. I've been living most of my life in my head. And so for me to have a relationship with my body requires me to get back in it. And so one of the things that I am tracking is the words that I'm using. And I, this is fun for kids. You know, I say what we say casts spells. Okay. We have the power to really form the reality around us based off of what we think and what we say. Words have wings. Okay. So what am I saying? If I say that I want to work out, but then I'm not following through I'm only disappointing myself. And so I've been really trying to recultivate a relationship between my mind and my body so that I follow through, so that I have consistency with my language and with myself. And so I'm working on it to wrap that up. I'm working on it. I went for a walk for an hour and I got sweaty and it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of a loaded question because I had a feeling I knew what you would say, but you know, I, I just want people to think about that and be mindful of it because that that is the first step. Well, listen, like and after it. I got the flu. I'm pretty sure we had the flu last week and I was in bed for three days because I felt like I felt I just ugh, I just felt so bad. And I had been walking every day. So then you go from walking and like, ooh, look at me forming a new habit. Um, I committed to 40 days of walking and then I had three days off and then I had four days off and then I had five days off. And so I was looking at my calendar every day, like, oh no, when am I going to do this again? So this morning I was like, well, I can continue to have more days off because I was quote unquote sick and not feeling well, or we just keep going. So I had my breakfast and I got my butt out the door because I want to commit to that habit. Did I miss a week? Yes. Is that okay? Absolutely. Keep on going with it and you will be happy and you'll end up where you need to be. And one of the things that came to mind for me was when I was in school, I had a terrible time sitting down and do you know doing the reading to I I didn't mind the work so much and 
the essays and actually doing the homework and quizzes and everything like that, but the actual reading and I had trouble focusing with it and everything. And what I had learned was I would get up during the day and I would start with something that I like to do and I would find it very hard to go back to that. So I decided to start with reading, you know, my uh, classroom material and reading my books and I would give at least 30 minutes to an hour in the morning to that. So I'd get up in the morning and make my coffee or whatever I was going to have to drink and immediately go to work on it. And I realized after doing that, that it was way easier to go back to it later in the day. So for you, you know, the thing that's tough, been tough for you to stick to that you've been working on was the, you know, physical activity for me that looks like going to the gym and I, I've gotten to the point where I love to do that now and so it doesn't matter if I push that off a little bit because I'll end up going and doing it anyways because I enjoy it so um, in short what I'm trying to say is take the thing that's hardest for you to do that you know you need to do it and try to do it early in the day and then you're going to get that over with and you're going to you know, your reward system's going to kick in. You're going to get that hit of dopamine because you accomplish something that was difficult for you to do. And it's just going to make your day flow a whole lot better. And if it's something, you know, you need to do multiple times a day, getting that first one out of the way is so helpful and has been very helpful to me. So that's my last bit of advice on it. And I think we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this show up for today. Hey, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Keep an eye out for some new facelifts that might be happening around here. And as always, we love you. And thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Leave us a review, please. <laughs> <laughs>